Okay. Da, da, da. <laughs> All right. Now we are live. Doing it live. Doing it. Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, you are listening to episode 146 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable, and I'm Scarlett. I am Matthew. And I am Ryan. Uh, we definitely encourage audience participation and feedback. Easy way you can do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And you can find us on Instagram at hovpodcast. Uh, you can find my blog at in, at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com, and you can find my Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady, and that's T H E F U C H I A L A D Y. You can also send us an email, hovpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at two three one eight four six eight four two zero, and you can reach me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles, and we are coming to you from Studio Nitpick. Nitpicking, nitpickers, nitpickery. <laughs> yes, and I'm sorry. I'm ju- I j- uh, just uh, d- delayed uh, social media announcements here. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we l- <laughs> we. D- Dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, I keep I keep losing my mouse here. So <laughs> we like to uh, start. Uh, ev- ev- um, it, it's well, yeah. It's been a bit since we've uh, been in the stu- studio here. So, um, but we do like to uh, start every uh, show with uh, with our moments of squeeze. So, uh, what do you have, uh, Matthew? I have the distinct feeling that somebody is watching me over my shoulder. <laughs> she is <laughs> yes we've we've had a little uh little we have an addition. addition to our uh <laughs> studio decorations so <laughs> yep that was uh that wasn't here last time no it wasn't but, no. but it, it is it is a very nice addition it's she s-h-i go to billytucci.com check it out yes that's she um, that was my moment of squee that I'd actually came just excited. Um, there was a delay and I had to contact them and Billy Tucci, the artist, actually um, sent me an email and was like, I'm so sorry, I'll get this out to you. And then it didn't come again. So I had to send him another email. And then his wife got with me and said, you know what, it's on its way. And I think I got it in the day out, like in two days. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then it came, and it was beautiful. And it, it's the tw- it's the twenty five year anniversary of Way of the Warrior. Check it out; it's great. So anyway, that was my moment of squee. <laughs> so what's yours? So it's been a few weeks since we were last all around the podcast table. 
Uh, a lot has a lot has gone on. Uh, I took a little uh, vacation to Arizona uh, at the start of the month. Uh, got a little bit of sun. Played some. Uh, spent some time out on the mini golf course. Not necessarily <laughs> a golf course, but the mini golf course down there at uh, Castles and Courses in downtown Phoenix. And I had a fantastic time. I absolutely recommend if you are going to Arizona, and they did not pay me to say this for the record, but uh, <laughs> it it was a, a very cool blend of not just one, but four different mini golf courses on this, uh, you know, on, on the premises. They do have... Uh, so a multiplex of golf courses, essentially. Yes, <laughs> but they also have roller coasters there, and they also have an indoor uh, gaming arena. So... As someone who has a high appreciation of old school video games, I was able to get a little bit of FaceTime in with some older games and some newer ones. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I got to see uh, a, a brand new version of Pac-Man that I had never played before. Uh, it's definitely a newer Pac-Man game. It, uh, but Pac-Man with a twist, essentially, is what I would call it. Uh, he, the basic premise remains the same, you know, eat all the dots and the power pellets, but all the, the, uh, the fruit, most of the fruit bonuses are actually inside the ghost pen and it's locked. So it unlocks after a certain period of time. And depending on where the, the score timer is, you can get a various number of points just to open the, the ghost pen and then get all the fruit. Uh, I actually made it to the second level one time out of the probably <laughs> 10 or 12 times I played it because I'm that way. So, uh, of course it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was very upset with the other Pac-Man uh, games that they had there because as anybody who knows me, uh, knows about my favorite uh, Pac-Man game is, and it is not the original. It is Miss Pac-Man. So anytime I try to find a Miss Pac-Man game, I'll try to take the high score. Cause you know, I know I can. And, uh, if it's not the uh, the 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 sped up version, uh, we're gonna have some problems because the sped up version is the most common version you'll probably find. At least in my experience, if someone had has had different experiences, podcast at gmail.com, and I'd love to have that conversation. <laughs> but uh, I was not happy with how that was done because it was a modified version of the game, and so the mazes were all different. Which sure, that's fine, but the fruit uh, patterns bounce in a very specific way. So you can mod the maze all you want, but the bouncing fruit pattern doesn't change. So you have fruit that's bouncing through walls and it's not going on <laughs> the, the correct paths in the modified maze. So it's either floating right through your head or it's right underneath your butt or, or, or something. And it just, it just provides a little, it's not even a challenge. It's a frustration because you're lining yourself up to what you think is the right way, and it just flies right through your 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 little character. So I didn't like that, but uh, you know, it's it's still fun to be in that environment and play all these different games. Uh, they actually sped up the Pac-Man, the original Pac-Man. So, and that in a way takes away from the challenge of playing Pac-Man in its in how it was meant to be played. But it also kind of gives you a little bit of a relief to say, okay, well, now this game isn't so hard and I can get a little further than I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Because typically I don't I don't die that far in advance on the uh, original Pac-Man. I'm usually good for three, four, maybe sometimes five stages. Conversely, I'm as Pac-Man, I'm much better because I grew up 
playing it a different way. Not on these modified versions. So it's like six in one hand, half dozen in the other. But it was still a fun experience. Uh, had, a, had an amazing time. I'll definitely go back and check that place out. So I want to play more games and do some more fun stuff there. They have they have a lot of different stuff there. They have pinball. I actually got to play uh, a very limited edition of the Munsters pinball. Oh, wow. Limited edition, and it has a little plaque on the, the cabinet. And they only made 600 of these pinball oh, wow. cabinets. Wow. So, and this one was like in the 300s or something like that. So that was fun. There was a Star Wars pinball that uh, was conveniently located right next to it. So played that a couple of times. And they've had a few of the old favorites. They had the Indiana Jones pinball. They had uh, uh, they had the Metallica pinball. I did not see Simpsons pinball, which was a shame. I did not see Dr. <laughs> I did not see Doctor Who pinball, which was also a shame. And I'm going to dive into a little bit of the. Uh, a cheese-filled pool here, but I did not see the Last Action Hero pinball either. Mm. Yes, they did make an, a Last Action pinball. Yeah, yeah, I've seen and, it. I played it, yeah. And the the pinball trigger is an actual yep. gun yep. gun handle. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was kind of hoping I would find that. Didn't find it. But they have skee-ball there. They have... Uh, Air hockey tables. They've got a lot of a lot of really interesting stuff that you can spend some, you know an afternoon in, you know, playing to your heart's content in inside. Especially if it's summertime in Arizona, it's not exactly known for being uh, tolerable in the heat for you know <laughs> for extended periods of time. But you can get your mini golf on. You can get your golf your your roller coasters on. Great experience. Had a fun time. So that would be my moment of squee. Just to kind of um, add, add back the last action hero. Um, back in the old days of the uh, South South Glen Mall, before they renovated it to look more like Aspen Grove, they had a they had an arcade called the Tilt. Okay, and that and that had a had, uh, the last action hero pinball. So <laughs> that is outstanding. <laughs> I would love for hyperspace to get on that and get a last action hero pinball back in back in there. Uh, I'd like them just to get a pinball anywhere. I think they brought the pinballs back. Yeah, well, you mentioned that. I'll yeah. have to go back. I'll have to go and check that out then. But I think that yeah. means I'm going to have to take a field trip to hyperspace and find out for myself. Yes. Yep. So mm -hmm. I think I'm going to call it and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll do that another day. But if anybody has had experiences with pinball, hlvpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, well, let me ask that question. What was your favorite pinball game? And I'll open that to, of course, to our our audience. What, what was the favorite, your favorite pinball machine you've ever played? Um, I would... Uh, um... For for me, I would, it, it was uh, well. I don't I don't remember much um, from the the last action hero pin pinball that I played as far as the but uh, I remember in the uh, in Harrison Hall they had a what was it it, it was a uh, it, this is a, a, a this is a dorm up the dorm, dorm, dorm at uh, University of, of No Colorado. Commencement. <laughs> oh, no, they, they had a they had a pinball machine that i think resembled like hook or something oh, okay and they they had like uh it it, it wasn't just a regular 
I mean, you could certainly play like that, but there were um, there were like certain like le- levels, like at in the ramp in the ramp of the of the pinball uh, thing, where you got extra points if you're able to like only send it far enough to go through hole one or hole two or hole three, hmm. which uh, which which that was a nice uh, little um, little uh, spin spin on the on the on the on the whole thing um but as far as like the actual gameplay in the main thing in the main thing what what wasn't part particularly special but but that one a- aspect of you know like hey let's let's gamify you know more like uh fin- finesse la- launch of the of the thing so hmm. I must have been too taken with the Miss Pac-Man machine yeah, to I notice. I was going to say, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that same room, they did have a Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yes, they did. I had the, I probably had the highest score on that Pac-Man machine that that score had ever seen in a while. Until they unplugged it when they cleaned out the room and then plugged it back in. <laughs> yep. You would not stop talking about that. <laughs> nope. I'm not mad 20 years later. You're just bitter. Nope. 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 We're talking about pinball. Pinball. Not Pac-Man. Pinball. <laughs> However, that being said, my favorite my favorite pinball machine is the Baby Pac-Man video game hybrid pinball. That's a, that's a, that was at Hyperspace. That is one of the most challenging games I've ever played in my life. Uh, because the ghosts don't follow the pre-descri- you know, pre-prescribed patterns. Oh, wow. And A, the... That's a two. The the point values are dramatically higher. See, but you have to really, really you have, you have to work it. harder for it. You have to work harder <laughs> for it, and it tests not just your video game acumen, but also your your pinball acumen. So you don't necessarily die if you go down to the pinball maze because then it's like your second half of that life. And once you're done with the pinball spot, then you pick up where you left off in the video game world and you play until either you get a chance to go back to the pinball or you advance to the next maze or you get eaten. Hmm. It's very, very difficult. It's definitely one of the most challenging games I've ever played. Definitely most challenging Pac-Man game I've ever played. And by far the most fun pinball game I've, I've ever played. And, and I, I say that from an appreciation of a Pac-Man and two pinball and not necessarily the level of cheese where we were just talking about less action hero. <laughs> so that that would be my my answer. What about you, Scarlett? Um, I think that a couple of years ago, Ryan and I went to Lions, and there was a little there's a little uh, arcade up there, and I think that they, if I want to say right, I think that they had The Simpsons. And I think they had Star Wars, if I remember I I, correctly. I do. I do know that they had like one of the biggest uh, mm-hmm. pin, pinball machines. Like the it, it was, was huge. Yeah, it was li- literally. And I cannot like remember. This. I cannot remember what what it was. I want to say it was The Simpsons. I want to say anyway. Whatever it was, it was the it was big and it was it was a lot of fun to play. But it was challenging because it was really really wide so you had to like use your whole 
You use your whole body to just yeah, like you use your whole body to kind yeah. Of it was play. it was like it was like the size of like two regular pinball machines oh side by gosh. side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was crazy. That sounds super unwieldy, especially if you're a short person. Yes. How do you play <laughs> well, that? Believe me, it was it was it was challenging. <laughs> I only did it like three times because I was like, ah, booger this for a game of soldiers because I can't do it. So, but it was fun. It was fun. It's fun to try anyway. And I want to say it was at the Simpsons. I want to say it was the Simpsons game. I, I have no idea. But, I, I don't remember. But, but it was just one of those big the, the, si- the size of it is, re- is really what, what I remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a big plaque right in the front. Wow. Yeah, it was fun, though. It was fun. So that would be the one. The most memorable one, anyway. As far as playing it. I don't remember what game it was, but I remember the... <laughs> the I remember the cabinet itself. So, so that's mine. Nice. So, what's, what your, you? what's your moment of squeeze? So, uh, my moment of squeeze is actually kind of the reason why we had to call off last time. Um, here in, uh, well, there was a worldwide. Uh, March for Universal Basic Income. There was one in New York City, uh, San, San Francisco, uh, one in one in Am- Amsterdam, and you know a, a lot a lot of ma- major cities. And there there was uh, had it here here in Denver. Um, it wasn't um, it had like maybe like maybe forty people or so. Um, so we start, we started on the, uh, it was, it was good, good thing we did it on Saturday where the, <laughs> I was in like the upper sixties mm-hmm. and, and not Sunday when it was all gray and you know, and sleety and yeah. Um, so a lot, uh, so yeah, about, I'd, I'd say between 30 and 40 pe- people showed up. And so we, uh, uh, I, I just, I decided to, to, to film it. Um, there, uh, and of course, with any, with any march, you have you know um, you have a couple couple chants that are some somewhat de- decent, and then a whole bunch of crappy ones. <laughs> and so, uh, I, so I I was uh, like vid- videotaping like the the uh, per- not the entire thing, but like like three minute. Segments of you know because we we walked down the 16th Street Mall and then over to Spear walked past the Convention Center and then um, which the uh, and then down Colfax back and uh, we got a, we got a lot of honks and a lot a lot of people in uh, 16th Street Mall take take taking our picture and smiling giving us a thumbs up and and uh, there there's uh, one. One person was, uh, you know, hand, handing out like flyers and 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 stuff, and we had like a megaphone. And at at one at one point, uh, we passed uh, the like the Museum of Money or something. It was like right right by the the Mint, mm-hmm. and so we stopped to take a picture because <laughs> you know it was like you know per- perfect spot. Yeah, and and so yeah. Uh, so I kind of, you know, kind of slapped up, uh, kind of, uh, uh, I ended up making like a five or six minute video and po- posted it on you on YouTube. So, um, I'll, 
Um, you're, well, if you're watching, it's, um, it's not on, not on the live stream, but once ever, you know, once uh, the episode is released, I'll actually put a li- link link to that in the in the in the show notes. Um, I put, I I spent, uh, uh, I would say half the time I put into it, into ed- editing it was going through the li- library and YouTube trying to trying to find find the right the right uh, music to put it under because. Is, you know the, you don't you don't want to choose something that's kind of clash with like the because they're uh because on some on some of them it was you know i uh some of the little clips i put in were of like the the better chance that we <laughs> that we had come up with and you don't want to like pick something that's going to clash with that <laughs> and right. so it, it t- took me a, r- a while to find the find one that I felt worked and some and someone <laughs> some uh someone commented on it it's like so when's this music gonna drop <laughs> like uh this wasn't me <laughs> no I I you know I did this was someone else's I don't make music you wouldn't want me to make music I'll tell you that right now <laughs> so so that so that was my uh mo- moment of squee um, kind of that along the well, also while I was uh, kind of in the the same time, uh, not at the same time, but over the same weekend, um, there was a uh, uh, con- contest to uh, to uh, make make like a commercial for for An- for Andrew Yane and so i took like i took a bun- bunch of clips from so he he had a uh what uh, not not a or Q Q and A sessions for uh, climate change on CNN and MSNBC. So I went through both of those, which one, you know one's like a little over an hour, one's a little over 30, about thirty minutes, and I I picked uh, I, I I had to take take it down to like three so what i end so what i ended up doing was download a bunch of like nature sh- shots that were uh uh were, uh, com- uh something comments or cre- creative comments okay. where i could where i could u- use it where which allows you to use something in your own in your own projects right and uh and so i i found a bunch of pictures of like floods fires and and uh and one one was like uh like uh, a satellite shot of like a big hurricane and so like the first first half of the of the video i took took clips of of uh and and Andrew's saying, you know, it's like, yeah, it's you know, it's it's worse, it's worse than you think it think it is, and you know, it's like, and I, I show, and he explained how you know we've already had to relocate people from from southern Louisiana just because you know the <laughs> the the sea levels are rising, and I had I had a shot of like the bo- the bayou, bayou fl- flooded, and, and and then you know I can then I did clips of like and then. Here's how. Here's how we like get it, get everybody t- together to fix it, and then, and I un, under underneath I had like this uh, this like dr- dramatic cinematic score, <laughs> and so so yeah that that was a lot. It, 
it, it, it took a while because obviously, you know, I had to wa- watch eat. <laughs> it's, uh, there, there were many times where I was going, going back to, du- to double check my, uh, my, my, my timing. And so, you know, it was at least, <laughs> at least 90 minutes of just wa- watching the stuff and the, and, you know, find, you know, finding like little, little clips that would, that, that would, that would work to kind of like fit fit into this thing, but you know the it 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 was fun it was fun to make it, so nice. yeah, those were my moments of squee. Nice. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are we are in uh, no- November. Uh, which which uh, which would mean uh, is, uh, na- Nano Remo, and uh, there's uh, and two 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 of us are uh, per- participating in this. Um, I am not. <laughs> While two of us are participating, one of us actually has words written. <laughs> Flip a coin. You won't you won't have to look very far to figure out which one it is. <laughs> it's not Matthew. <laughs> Yes, uh, National Novel Writing Month 2019 is upon us. Uh, this is uh, had and has always been since I have started this back in 2003. Always been my most busy month of the calendar year because writing a 50,000 word story is very demanding of your time, especially yes, if is. you have a job. More so if you have a you know outside interests or if you have you know. A life, life of some kind. Family. You raise kids. <laughs> you uh, travel a lot. You uh, you got you have a lot on your plate. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a lot on your plate, it is a, an exercise in a trying to work against a, a functioning deadline to yep. fostering your creative uh, juices and your your talents against the normal air quotes. Uh, <laughs> uh, routines of daily life so the reward if there is that if that's the right term to use is the satisfaction of completing the goal mm-hmm. and even if you didn't complete the goal of reading of reaching 50,000 words you've created something and I'm going to lightly paraphrase uh, Craig Ferguson you've created something that wasn't there before mm-hmm. and if that's not the defi- definition of art Mm-hmm. Right. Then maybe perhaps it ought to be. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a creative venture, but it is a demanding venture, yes, it's especially very demanding. if depending on how you approach it. Uh, my approach has always been to try to write something new and different, which sets the bar just that much higher. On top of everything else, well, going down the list of all the things I've done: sci-fi, fantasy, musical, uh. Poly, you know, political science, uh, sci-fi western. Uh, you start to realize that you're narrowing down your genre choice when you do that because you don't want to keep going back to something that you've already done. Uh, I thought Detective Noir that I was going to do about three or four years ago was going to be great. It went nowhere. <laughs> but that's part of why you keep going back. You keep you going also, back to try you can also go back and just try it and approach it from a different angle. And you're and you're not the same person now right. that that you were right. when you when you wrote it last time. That is also true. I also look at my work with a little bit more of a discerning eye, and I realize now it's like 
at the time, wow, this is great. This is going to be awesome. And I'm like, what in the world did I write here? <laughs> but it's good to have that perspective to see your own work and maybe not mm-hmm. necessarily as the genius level you may think you are, but through the lens of, you know, a 2020 lens, you can say, all right, I can look at this and say, maybe I need to tighten that up a little bit. Maybe I need to expand on this a little bit more. Uh, why did I try to force this character mold onto this particular individual when maybe that wasn't the right way to go? Maybe I need to re rethink that. So, uh, I actually have what I think is a great idea this year, but we'll see if I can get past the uh, the, the circular starting digit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll st- stay tuned. We'll see where things are uh, in our next episode. Yeah, and uh, sometimes sometimes you have to. I know that like the the story I'm writing this year. I have I've had it in my head three for three years, and I've tried approaching it from the from one direction, and it wasn't working. So now I'm doing it from another direction, and it's like, oh, that works much better. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But and I am I am actually publishing it in spurts on my blog. So there'll be yeah. So check it out if you want. I don't know if I'm going to publish the whole thing. Just we'll see. I think I may actually put excerpts in my story on uh, Matthew Scribbles at Instagram. Mm-hmm. So now that I've actually said that, it means I can <laughs> do it. So <laughs> that's just a one way to hold myself accountable. And just just uh, just take a picture of what you wrote and post that. Of what, of what you typed on the computer, take take a take a picture of it and post that. I like the way this man thinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the you, you know, it's the shortest distance. <laughs> Lazy man. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who doesn't participate. <laughs> that let's not get let, you know let, let's not look at that as pejorative. Think of that as also a way to be efficient. Okay, yes. yeah, there okay. you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> For every lazy way to do things, that's also perhaps the most efficient way to do things in the moment. So <laughs> what I've told you is true from a certain point of view, young Skywalker. <laughs> why do I sound like why do I why do I sound like a hip Dracula right now? <laughs> Finally, the force will be with you. <laughs> I, would, I was I was I was thinking uh, Shatner doing an impression of Obi-Wan. <laughs> it's like thinking, young Skywalker. <laughs> I was thinking Dr. Seuss myself, but okay. Anyway, moving on. William Shatner as Dr. Seuss, cast as the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we went in the weeds here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, okay. This is what Nano does. You create very strange things. And some of which, or maybe most of which, should never ever see the light of day. Which is why that prep work is so important. Because you choosing your choosing your topic just because you have an idea doesn't mean that that's what you want to run with either. Yeah, and I had this conversation with both of you before we came, in, you know, inside the studio room to record. And one of the ideas I had sounds like it was a, it's perfect for uh, 
Steven Seagal in his heyday back in the early nineties. <laughs> kind of like a spin on a kindergarten cop, except at a higher level of education. And it just it just sounds so bad that uh, it might be I good. Have, I have to find her. I have to. What in the hell is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but as you, as you were talking about the premise, I'm like, what What are you doing here? Why aren't you in Southern? Why aren't you in L.A. P- pitching this? <laughs> this? This would be a great reboot. What are you doing? <laughs> Coming this summer, the sequel to Time Cop, Time Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure he gets you to school on time. <laughs> I was thinking more reboot of Kindergarten Cop, because that's what it sounded like more. It didn't quite sound like, like Time Cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean it can't. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. This is a very, very small peek into the, <laughs> the inner imaginations of my creative mind. <laughs> And probably you're wondering, why isn't this on his Instagram? There's a reason why it's not on my Instagram. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why this is not there. I like I, I like people to read my work. <laughs> I don't know if this is this is something I want people to see. But maybe that executive idea might sound like a pretty good way to go. <laughs> that still means you have to write, though. Yes. That still means you have to put something down. One sack of money, please. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have my first four parts of my story on my blog. So you want to check that out. That can be found at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. Sign on. The first four parts. And I'm I'm hoping I can talk about my story when Nano is done. Because this is going to consume a lot of time. And even just getting into the studio today was a little bit of a crapshoot. Because mm-hmm. it was, spin the wheel. How much time do you have today? So. Yeah. Ding! <laughs> spin again. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see where things are. And uh, in a future episode, we'll... Uh, We'll revisit this conversation, and I'll either have some good news or some well, better luck next time news. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't matter if you if you make your fifty thousand words or not, as long as you make any words. That's a that's a victory, though. It it is. However, <laughs> <laughs> I have not made my fifty thousand words in several years. So you know what that feels like. So don't it don't beat yourself down, but maybe this will be your year. Maybe this will be your year. Maybe this will be the year, part four. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we are nine days in and you haven't written anything. Spoiler alert, guess who didn't write? <laughs> I'm just saying maybe you should set maybe you should set some realistic goals for yourself too well that's why i'm taking a few days off here after uh, we wrap up with the podcast i'm gonna sequester myself and go and actually pretend like i'm a real writer and shut myself away and get some serious face time with this uh, burgeoning plot that i have uh, started to develop and hopefully by the time that we are back here again I will be able to say, hey, remember when I talked about shutting myself away for the last few days? <laughs> yeah, guess how well that worked. <laughs> I have faith in you. Well, I, believe, yeah. I believe you can put your mind to it. And I believe you can make this will be your year. 
but you're going to have to I, you have it's, to uh, you have to you have to commit to it and then actually follow through. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, the follow through. The yappity yap is good is great, <laughs> but you got to you got to follow through. You can't be the politician on this. You actually have to uh, <laughs> Back up your words. I'm with, the accountability monster. You have to follow through. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, I'm probably not going to make my fifty thousand, and that's what I'm okay with. That it's just a, I'm going to make it. I'm 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 moving. It's a marathon, not a race, or it's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. I will make what I make. It's just a, I'm going to go slow and steady for myself. And that's how this for is for me. That's 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 what I'm doing. And and that's the smart play is to make it you know man, a manageable journey along the way. A marathon is the the right way to approach it. Unless you're me, and then you turn the marathon into a sprint. <laughs> and that's okay if you know it. It it sounds okay. It's really not okay. <laughs> I would rather turn out quality stuff and take my time with it. Than just turn out drivel and make my fifty thousand. I post drivel every day at manuscribbles.com. <laughs> <laughs> scribbles. Oh boy! <laughs> but fifty thousand, so, fifty thousand words of crap I could do, but that's not what I. That's not my goal. Right. I want to turn. Well, yeah. Out, who wants to write crap fifty thousand times? If I want to no, work crap, crap, shut crap. Up. <laughs> you don't get to talk. You don't write. I I um, I, my goal is just whatever. However much I turn out this month, mm-hmm. I want it all to be quality. And if it takes me a few days, especially dialogue or especially I've written myself into a little bit of a corner and <clears throat> I kind of have an idea of how to get out of it, but I haven't quite worked out the logistics. It may take me a day or two mm-hmm. to figure that out. I'm okay with that. However long it takes, it takes. I would have rather have quality than quantity. And that's just me. And I think you're the same way. I don't think you really want to just spit out drivel. No, because that's why I have an Instagram account. That's where <laughs> that's where my drivel goes. <laughs> when it comes to nano, I have to take. I feel I do myself a disservice as a writer to not take this approach with more care and dedication. <laughs> and that's not to say I phone it in on Instagram all the time. Because believe it or not, if you dive into my archive, there is some really high quality stuff, <laughs> in my opinion. If you disagree, <laughs> you know where to find it and let me know. So <laughs> uh, it, it's just because the way that this is designed, it's not meant to be you know bite-sized digestible. It's supposed to be something that's going to take a little bit more mm-hmm. development and time to cook and, and breathe and all of these other elements that you put in there. It's like, and I'm not here to say, you know, completely, you know, uh, you know, take pot shots at Instagram because that's what I've been doing. It feels like the last few minutes <laughs> of this topic, but Instagram really is kind of like you, you put your, you put your microwavable stuff in the microwave, you heat it up for a few minutes and it's ready to go and you eat it and you're done with nano. You're investing 30 straight days into mm-hmm. this project. It's a slow, it's a slow cooker. It's a slow roaster. So, when it's done, yeah, it took you a while to get there. But when you're pulling that out of the oven, you're going to have a deeper appreciation for it, for all the hard work and all the little seasoning that you added to your your story, to your characters, to their struggles, your protagonist, antagonist, whatever you want. And blah, and you'll go all the way down the list. So it just has more of that extra TLC. Right. you're putting in in 
with Instagram, it's a little different, but that doesn't it's make it any less valid. It's down and dirty, and there's nothing wrong with down and dirty Mm-mm. because nope. I think I think that there's a lot of validity to down and dirty. Get it out there, get put it down, then you can go back and refine. But you have to get it out there. Yep. So there's a lo- there's a lot of validity to that, depending upon what you're doing. And writing a novel is way different than writing quick poetry or writing. You did it. I I have to hand it to you. You took a whole month and did nothing but haikus. I couldn't do that. I'm not that creative. So, or, or you you take a theme and you write on a theme for a whole month. I couldn't do that. I had to abandon the theme the themed months probably a, a little while ago, but I need, I would like to eventually get back to that if possible. I mean, you just but you you so don't don't discount your your crap writing, and I put that in quotes for those of you who can't see, because it, it, you're still you're still getting it out there, and you're still and somebody is always going to appreciate that. If you notice, I always like everything you write, and that's not because oh it's Matthew. It's hey that's really good. I like the way he worded that. I like the I like the way that flows. I like the you know. So don't don't discount your you know, yeah, it's not your finest because it's down and dirty. That's the first, it's it's like your first draft of something. So look at it that way. Right. And with, when it comes to long form fiction, I have a terrible habit of editing as I go. That's just the perfectionist in me to do that. With Instagram, it's a little, you know, that's scaled down a, a little or in certain cases a lot. Because you can't really edit that much out of a one sentence post sometimes, but that's all you have to offer the world. But again, you're putting something out there that wasn't there before, regardless of the the writer's opinion of it. There are other people who still find some value in it. Right. Exactly. So, and you have to keep doing it, and even if, you may have a whole month. Of all you do on Instacrap, it, Instacrap. Instacrap. <laughs> yeah, that there is we a go. show Sorry. title. Yeah. That Sorry. is a show title. Right Sorry. There. I was going to tell you on your Instagram, you may only put Instacrap out there. That's what I was trying to say, but I got that backwards. Where all you do is just what you feel is this is not my finest. This is not my finest. But you're putting something out there. And, you, and then all of a sudden you'll click and you'll be like, oh, okay, now I'm back in my groove. But you have to keep with it. I mean, you, just, you know, as a writer, I don't need to tell you this. You know this. It's like it, it's it, like preaching to the choir. You don't. I, I preached to the choir a few times. <laughs> <laughs> choir, choir. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> you know what I meant. Anyway, so just keep at it. You'll be fine. I believe you're going to get if you don't reach your fifty thousand. I believe you're going to be close. I think last year I made it to twenty five thousand. I think I made it halfway there. So if you get to thirty, maybe this year you'll get thirty thousand. And maybe I will. Maybe more. I, I'm hoping for more. But I have twenty one days now. Just think you get a, you're getting a late start. And but you also have some more time to devote. I have more time so, this year than I've probably had in all in a couple of years. So I think I think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna if you don't make fifty thousand, you're gonna be close. I really believe that. If I'm within 
at least the upper 30Ks. And I'm there with a couple of days left to spare. I'll be fine. It's come down to where I've been at 38K on the last day. And cover your ears. <laughs> I fucking crushed it that last day. <laughs> and I'm very proud of that. <laughs> I'm very, very proud of that. <laughs> so I know I know that there's there there there's still good in him. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> So. I know I can, I know I can do it. I've done it. I just need to not get down on myself and you need to buckle down and just tap into follow through. Yeah. And and tap into that creative well, which I have long felt has been running very low of late. So I just need to drill in a different area and find that fresh pool of water. There you go. But kind of uh, circling back, back just just a bit because you know, Cryer was uh, met, mentioned earlier. What um, you fam- familiar with uh, like rap ba- battles? Yes. Uh, would be in- interesting to see is not necessarily a rap battle, but a preacher and a town crier going <laughs> doing a, like a speech off or something. Mm. <laughs> it's been done, I'm sure. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I just I never thought of it until now. But <laughs> in probably many cases, when there was a town crier, that probably was the preacher. <laughs> I was gonna say it. Okay, fair was enough. Very, fair very, enough. I think of I think of the scene in um, Stephen King, the uh, the stand. There's a there's a character who is a street preacher who's blind, and he's out there being a town crier, and he's doing, yeah. That's what I think of. Ah. I point that out. No, no. And then he dies. So yeah. <laughs> now, now that uh, now, now that uh, it's kind of been sitting up here, I'm I'm kind of rem- reminded of uh, like uh, of uh, what was it? Uh, oh, a, a, a Knight's Tale. When uh, one you know he the that uh, the writer jo- jo- joins. Uh, uh, what is it von lichtenstein and you know he's just all eloquent and then you know the the same same guy for one of the for one of the other uh knights tries tries doing the same thing and the guy's like flat uh flashing him with the with the with a mirror and you know (laughs) just so anyway i don't know why (laughs) but Anyway, um, kind of speak. Uh, we were talking about uh, getting uh, down and dirty earlier. Uh, talk sexy. <laughs> well, last well, the last time that when you were off on your little adventure, when you were doing your little march, I was getting ready to go to um, a Halloween party, where I went as a I went as Mrs. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Um, so, and. Uh, our other, my other partner, um, Peter, he went as uh, Mr. McFeely. <laughs> so yeah, we went, and so, but I, anyway, at the at the party there was thing six and thing nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, they they were pretty funny, and then there was like a, a wicked witch, and you know some other really cool ones. But the thing six and six and thing nine were really funny. 
And uh, but they they run an organization. It's a um, nonprofit called Talk Sexy, and what they do is they they go around and they give little talks. Um, and it's usually held at a it's actually held at a BDSM dungeon, play space, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they do educational talks about you know um, consent um, is a big one. Um, and other other things like like you know they might do bondage or something like that. So they they do those kind of things as well. But they are doing a project right now, and you can actually find them on talksexy.org. Although their website is brand new, so it's going to say coming soon. It's not going to have a lot of information on it, but uh, do check them out. Um, but they are doing a project right now where they got a grant from um, Burning Man where they're going to be talking to the leaders of Burning Man to teach them about how to give seminars on consent. And one project they're going to do is they're going, if you would like to, as uh, participants of Burning Man, if they would like to participate in the consent project, what they can do is have their picture taken in the morning, and then when they're having their in in the at night when they're having their big um oh they're having like their dances and you know having like their club things going on in the tents and stuff they're going to be flashing those pictures um up during mm -hmm. the music and stuff so that will be really cool um but they also work with a gentleman who has he the, their photographer is legally blind. He describes it. He he was a he was he had sight. He is a Iraq um, veteran, and he actually lost his sight um, in an accident um, in Iraq. And what happens is that um, he describes it as being able to see through a straw, and having it be blurred at the other end. And, um, but he, so he can see shadow and, um, light and he takes some amazing pictures, but what he does is he takes bodyscapes. So he'll take like, um, a picture of a curve of an elbow, of a breast, of, um, a thigh, um, those kind of things. And so what they did is they got together and they're working with Talk Sexy to do, um, kink pictures as well. So... The media was was doing a, and I can't remember, can't tell you who which media outlet it was, was doing a um, doing a story on the photographer, and he was bringing it back to Talk Sexy. So Talk Sexy is getting that um, exposure, media exposure as well. Hmm. So anyway, I just thought that was really cool. And so Thing Six and Thing Nine were actually um, running that, and. Um, so when you when you entered into this party, did you sit down, change uh, change change into a different pair of shoes, put on a sweater? No, but I had a sweater on, <laughs> and I had a little t shirt, and I had a little skirt, and I had a little yeah. So I looked like this did you did you walk you know tell everyone that every, every everything that they're feeling is okay? No, <laughs> everything you are feeling is okay. No. no. I didn't I, say. I, I, you know, I'm Mrs. I Rogers, not Mr. Rogers. So yeah, you know, I might be. Anyway, <laughs> I actually didn't say anything. Anyway, it was kind of funny, but 
I was having an affair with Mr. McFeely. So, you know. We told we told Trolley if it was if he knew what it was good for him, he would not tell Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we had fun. It was fun. So Right on. <laughs> so it was a good time. Some interesting costumes and it was a there were probably about thirty people that came and went and so it was fun. So you had about the same amount of people as the UBI march. <laughs> probably. Probably. There may have been some cross pollination pollination there. Very possible. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was fun. So my friends do a party. They they've uh they've done this party almost every year since I've known them, and I've known them for twelve years. They've done it for almost every year. They've skipped a couple, but um so it was fun to see them and yeah so it was fun nice well so uh, we actually uh, we actually do have a bit of a heart out today so uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap, wrap it up there so um, so we do we do appre- uh, thank, thank you for watching or listening uh, we do appreciate any feedback so please comment using the channels found on hovpodcast.net and please check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hovpodcast underscore YouTube. And if you want to stay up to date, uh, you can either subscribe on our YouTube channel or on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. Okay, so um, actually, um, we do we gotta uh, name name this thing uh, this weird episode that we call a podcast. <laughs> but two of us are participating. Circular starting digit went in the weeds. Very strange things. <laughs> Maybe this will be the year. <laughs> yap and yap down and dirty Instagram. I like Th- those are those are those are those are three different titles. It's not yap and yap down and dirty Instacrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too long. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I do like maybe this will be the year, but Instacrap is way too funny. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like Instacrap. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.